0: Welcome everybody, this is the Script to Screen podcast with your host, Ken Carey, where three decades of proven experience has launched products, built brands, and generated profits. These are the stories behind the businesses that have been built.
1: All right, so I'm really excited to um, introduce my guest, John Gonzalez. John is VP of Direct to Consumer and Digital at TaylorMade. And we've worked together most recently on a direct-to-consumer campaign. Welcome, John. How are you doing? Good, Ken. Good
0: to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Good, good, good. Hey, I like your I like your setup back there. It's nice. Yeah, you know, we just (laughs) play in the room all day. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's got to look nice, right? Got to look nice. So, John, tell me a little bit about what is what is your what are you responsible for as Vice President of, of Digi- Direct-to-Consumer and Digital at TaylorMade? What does that encompass? Please tell me.
0: Yeah, Ken. So for us at the, you know, the TaylorMade Golf Company, that's my role is really to uh, oversee everything that has to do with selling our product directly to, uh, to golfers, to the end user. So really, that's our e-commerce business globally. Um, all of our websites around the world that are selling to golfers directly, uh, also our Digital platform, so our B2B platform that that uh, enables all of our uh, retailers around the world to access our products, uh, you know, through our, our portal that way, and then a bunch of dish, uh, initiatives to do with um, apps and services and uh, fitting and some things like that that we're using technology to enable. So anything uh, around that, and then all of our our digital marketing as
1: well. Right, that that digital touchpoint with consumers, basically.
0: Any digital touchpoint with consumers. is... Pretty much what what I'm responsible
1: for in my team, yeah. Globally. So there's not, you don't got too much to handle. No,
0: no. It's it's, it's easy. It's a half day work here and there. Half uh, half day here and there (laughs) in between the golf course. Yeah. And then I got
1: and played some golf. Awesome. So so tell me a little bit about, um, obviously, the direct-to-consumer channel for TaylorMade has really matured through, I'd say probably when you say from the last five years or would you go further back and, and, and you know, how has that progression really um, dovetailed with everything that you do in terms of brand and awareness and yep. how's that work?
0: Yeah, I think you know, I've been in and around uh, you know, e-commerce and selling direct to consumer for, for most of my career and I, and I mostly in sports, uh, sports in the license space. Um, I'd say golf has been very slow to evolve as far as kind of adopting digital practices. It's the way that we sell our products. It's our distribution network. We're still very fragmented in, in, in a core of our business around Greengrass, you know, on-course golf shops. So we've been a little slow to evolve. I'd say over the past five years, we've really accelerated our, our digital footprint. And part of that is, one, we know golfers are going to go there. We need to be there in a way. Right. Um, but two, I think just consumer behavior has changed significantly. Um, People are all parts of your life. Whatever you do, whatever I do, I'm doing a lot of it digitally, and so I'm used to it. There's no longer this. Well, I don't do things online, right? Things. So, and golf is very tactile. People want to touch it, swing, you know, swing a golf club, demo it. That always is going to exist, uh, but there's now people are more comfortable. Just yep. think about the things that everyone out there listening buys online uh, that you would normally go and try at a store or or demo that you just buy sight unseen now because you know the experience, you're comfortable with it, people are good at it. right? We've accelerated because of that.
1: You know, what's interesting, you said something about consumer behavior because that's something that we preach a lot is that, and especially over the last year, that technology and consumer behavior has finally really dovetailed to, we know what consumers are going to do because they seamlessly go from one platform to the next. So you need to be everywhere, like you said, omnipresent. Purchase, comes to your house, all that kind of stuff. So that, and it's like, why even, why wouldn't you do that if you had that opportunity? Especially lately because either we've had, we've had to, or people have chosen to, to purchase that way.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting mix of both those things, right? Like, you know, you've had to recently, and that has certainly changed things at a very rapid rate. But yeah. a lot of us choose to do it that way. Before we just jumped on this call, I needed a, a, a sprayer tip for my, my paint sprayer. Yeah, I could go to Lowe's, I could go look at it, I could get in the car. I had five minutes before you and I uh, started this and I went on Amazon and the app and it was, you know, 45 seconds, it's coming tomorrow, right? Yeah. And I'm on with my life. So, yeah. um, you know, what are the things that we're going to do for golfers in our space that are going to, you know, it's, it's more time-based. Where, where are you putting your time and energy and can we make things better for you as a golfer? That's what we're, we're focused on a lot of.
1: So when you talk about direct-to-consumer in the golf business, um, and it being relatively new for TaylorMade in the last five years, what is it? What is it meant to? Uh, the amount of sales, bottom line. We don't get any secret numbers, but how big of an impact has it made in the business? And do you see that just continuing to to escalate?
0: Yeah, I think you know, without getting any, any of the numbers, I mean, it's become a material part of our business. right? Yeah. It, it used to be a nice thing that we did, and uh, you know, we learned, and you know, it was over there in the corner, and but. It has become uh, a material part of our business in many parts of the world. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's something that we're focused a lot on for, for, you know, top line and bottom line, but also just really understanding the golfer and the, the, the things that we can do when we're directly interacting with, with you or with a golfer. Right. Um, we can learn, we can be faster, we can be smarter, and, and we can build a relationship with the consumer. Golf is a passion sport. Uh, they want to interact with, with our brand, with our athletes uh and you know they want to buy from us and so i think there's a level of comfort there
1: and that's the and that really is the key i think you hit it on the nail on the head is is um having that touch point with the consumer creating that relationship because there's no better way for a lifetime value in golf and to continue to have that relationship and talk to those customers and and design products to what they their needs are versus you trying to figure it out right yeah
0: yeah, I mean, we're having fun with it, and we're, we're creating some products that we probably wouldn't have created in the past and seeing how people react to it. And it's uh, you know it's inspired a lot of people within our organization, and I think it's fun. We're all golfers. We love golf, and yeah. so we're, we're doing things that we think golfers are going to like.
1: How does the business mix um, brand awareness, equity advertising in with direct-to-consumer? How does that work for a corporation like you, and are they just as important together more than ever because yeah. that's what we're seeing in brands.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think the consumer cares about how we think about our marketing mix, right? Like, I, you, you're, we're trying to reach the consumer where they are uh, and, and get in front of them and inspire them, whether it's watching golf on the weekends or the golf channel for us, or whether it's you know, they, when they look for uh, check the leaderboard on, on the PGA Tour app on the weekends. Uh, or if you're just, you're, you know, you're, you're butting around a computer and, and, and just surfing the web and, and we're going to find you on, on a couple of websites there. I think wherever the golfer is, that's where we need to be media wise. I don't think the golfer cares about how we, how we, you know, we, we create our, our media mix right um, and we're thoughtful about it, but we also understand that, that people's behavior are different. I mean, this, this thing is in my hand all day long and right. that's the way that, that I interact with most brands today.
1: And in some cases, when it comes to equity and brand, you know, as long as, you know, you can just, you can brand TaylorMade and, and the product that you're presenting as, as, mm-hmm. as to be in front of them. And then there's another time where you can do with the tight lies and say, here it is, but buy it, right? And click yeah. here and buy. And that's how sure. they work together, huh?
0: Yeah. And for sure, and, 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 you know, we're talking about the TaylorMade brand orig- you know, initially here, but really the Adams brand is, is, is how you and I got together. Um, and, you know, it's a brand that has heritage, it's a brand that's been around for a long time, but it hasn't been in the market in right. like four or five years. And so when we're thinking about that, that was, that was a, you know, for us, like, let's step away from the way we do things for TaylorMade. We have Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson and Tiger Woods in front of a lot of people uh, with, with uh, our product in their hands. Different thing on the, on the Adam side, new, uh, new you know, re into the market for us. We're gonna think about that completely differently than we do the, the tailor-made brand. And so how are we gonna get in front of consumers? How are we gonna build awareness that, hey, we got a product, we're back in business, um, and this is gonna work for you. That was a different, you know, a completely different challenge for us than, than we deal with day to day. And is that the reason why
1: you decided to add the Adam's Tight lies, reintroducing it through direct to consumer? What What was the reason to go there Versus another path.
0: It made sense on a couple fronts for us. One, and you know this well, the the heritage of the Adams brand was was a, it was a direct to consumer product, and, uh, and that's how it was introduced into the marketplace, and it was revolutionary back then. Uh, and that's how the company began. And you know, part of it was that little bit of nostalgia. Hey, let's let's recreate that. But also, um, you know, how are we going to get in front of consumer? How are we going to how are we going to prove out that this works? Right, we didn't know that we were going to have a product that people were going to want and people were going to love. We thought we did. We didn't know that. Right. Um, but before we invest in a in, in a retail footprint and going out and get it in salesman's hands and going out to that vast network, um, you know, one that was one like that's a, that's a, a, a you know a burden we probably didn't want to take from the get go. Yeah. Uh, but what can we do that we can get in front of golf? We know where golfers are. We know what they're doing. How can we get in front of them, show them this product that they're going to like uh, and do it really efficiently and, and kind of prove it out? And that's, that's how we set out uh, through this path.
1: Right. And that, you said something very, very um, important there, John. And, and if, I'd love for you to repeat that again. Is about getting in front of your golfers and showing them what this product does versus here's Adam's Golf. Totally different because you know your consumers are on the Golf Channel. You know they're paying attention, and they want to see something, right? you got to explain it.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, was a, this wasn't a rebranding for us out of the, out of the start. It was, a, uh, it was an introduction of a product that, that met a need and, 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 right. and believed, um, you know, told a story and worked. And so what's, for us, like how are we going to get that out? Uh, and how are we going to get it in front of the people that really can benefit from it? So right. for us, you know, we have an audience in the golf channel. That's a pretty captive audience, a you know, a really targeted consumer that we knew we could go after. And let's tell them about this product. Yes, Adams is tied to it, but let's tell them about the product. Right. Um, you know, hopefully they'll they remember the brand, which I, I think we you know we know that they they do. Um, but let's show them how what it does and what it can do for them and why they need it. And that you know that was and- pretty simple.
1: And that's the reason why you and, and we chose to do direct-to-consumer short-form commercials because it gave us the time, gave you the time to explain what it does, why it's doing There's amazing features to this product that you guys have engineered into it that makes it better than it was before. And then, I mean, how would you have ever, how would you otherwise do that if you didn't have the two minutes or the 60 seconds, right? That's that's a, that's a tough story to tell, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, we can tell that story. We, we do that. We're good at that, but we, you know, it's a lot of, um, there's a lot of time and energy and effort that goes into, to telling that to a golfer, getting it out there, getting it to the golf professional or getting it to a, a retailer and that retailer needs to be educated or getting it on a website and making sure people get to the website and then click through the video and, uh, you know, all that stuff. So, we, we had an inkling that was the right way to go. That was kind of our direction. Uh, we want to get on, you know, in front of golfers on the Golf Channel, tell a story. We felt this product told the story. We think that's the best way to kind of really at, at scale and quickly uh, show that this, is, this can be a successful product.
1: And that's the key, at scale. I mean, once you, once you start doing the digital and the television and you're driving to a specific site, for a specific pur- purpose, now you're at scale for a specific ROI, right?
0: Completely, yeah. And we, we were able to, you know, have been able to, um, you know, see some results and some real significant results, um, statistically significant and monetarily significant results in, in a pretty short period of time. Yeah. We, we knew this is going to work or it's not, right? <laughs> It's really going to work or it's really not going to work. One of the two. And glad it was
1: the first one.
0: Yeah. We think it's the first one. (laughs) We're happy
1: with that. That's fantastic. That that really makes me happy because as you know, I've been in from the inception of this brand Mm -hmm. and to see it kind of lightning strike twice is pretty awesome. Like I said, our audience are CEOs, CMOs, founders. And these companies that we talk to either have products or services. From from an executive's point of view, like yourself, what advice? What things would you tell other people that are looking to go at scale, go quickly, have a longer story to tell? What would what would what are the um, important factors you you've learned that you you would that would be helpful for them in the future?
0: My background. You know, I think going e-commerce and going digital completely is, is where I lean, right? Like that's that's where I would normally go. And, and that's that's where I kind of still go. And you and I have had these conversations a couple of times. We yep. said, what if we just did this this way? <laughs> and I remember you're like, yeah, you can do that. and That's fine. Like, and so, um, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, th- this model and this kind of direct-to-consumer model and getting your story in front of TV, TV is still impactful. Um, you know, digital plays a huge role in our lives, and I, I do go and pick up my phone, and that's where I am. And I have a TV right there, but it's not on right now. But yep. um, I think you know, digital has a role. But I think if you're trying to really get in front of a consumer and tell a story at a much larger scale, in a much shorter period of time, um, you know, we, we this TV model that we used to launch this Titleize product allowed us to do that. I think we can build. We, we learned a lot in the first. 10 days right of the mass of the, the TV we got which you know we can be efficient in digital we're still using digital alongside this but we've we've had TV on we've had TV off and we can see the difference yep um, there and you know digital you can certainly target and you can uh, you can continue to uh, optimize and, yep. and find your audience um, we just the way we were looking at it it just we didn't we wanted to learn some stuff really fast and really quickly so that we could build off of that. Or, shut it down. Quite frankly, like right. that was one of the yeah you know we wanted to we wanted to learn that in a period of weeks and months as opposed to a period of you know a year or a quarter or whatever that was. So, um, you know, if you're looking to do that, I think you know TV still has a very there's a large audience. We 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 get a lot of visitors to you know to our website on the tailor made side, um, significant amount of visitors. Uh, and the Golf Channel is, is one of our biggest partners, and the, the audience there, you know, is numbers, is smaller on a, just a period of time, right? We're right. Not getting, but we're getting the right people at the right time to see the message. Uh, and that's what we wanted to
1: do. So the, so the takeaway was that using direct to consumer television for Adams Golf was a way to learn something real quick to dovetail what, you, what you're doing in digital, because you said, and I and I know the numbers, is that you can do well in digital. Can you scale and get the eyeball? That's a different story. When you layer this DTC um, television uh, on it, it gives you a broader view of more customers, and then they work harder for each other, right? Yeah,
0: totally, in combination they work harder, and yeah, you're right, the, the scale, the amount of people that we can get in front of on TV, we wanted to bring this Brand back as opposed to letting it just kind of trickle into the consciousness. And so we wanted to go this route. And uh, you know, we, we wanted to go that route. And we, we, that's how we kind of connected with you. But yep. It, it has allowed us to, to do a lot more, a lot quicker. Yep. Uh, and then the digital works harder for us when the TV's there, right? And we've, we've seen that.
1: Yeah. Like Not you said, you can turn one off and turn the other off and you can see the difference.
0: It's very clear. Absolutely. Yeah
1: in terms of setting up a direct-to-consumer campaign when you're using television and and at the end of the day its driving people to a funnel down a funnel to to make a decision and then using that data in digital to maybe find card or or whatever all that kind of stuff but when you're doing that it's a different model talk about how how just important the integration of the back end is just as important as getting that message out there because I think I know for sure that brands and clients that we work with says they say that sounds great I was put a message out there but there but really that's just the tip of the iceberg there's so much more below right talk about that and how
0: important that is the marketing side the the message the commercial the spot all the stuff we do the branding that's all that's all hard work but it's you know it's good and it's it's doing uh it's you know it's doing what it needs to do on that side but a lot of the a lot of the retail's detail is kind of the you know the thing we talk about a lot there's a, so much underneath it as far as execution um, from taking the orders to getting the, you know making sure that the, the orders are fulfilled in a, in a manner and the customers have a great experience with that uh you've got the inventory which is another problem that we are to to be able to to meet the demand right if it was there Um, and so there's a lot of complexity around that that you know can be overlooked depending on what your industry is and what what you're you're kind of dealing with right direct to consumer selling products directly to a consumer one package at a time making sure that you can are completely satisfied with your purchase uh, and you get it and your expectations are met uh, and there are no hiccups in that. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that that you know I think people would say overlook, but don't really think about from the from the start, right? Right. And it's very very important.
1: So so I'm gonna go I'm gonna say it for you. But you would recommend when you're talking about setting up a direct to consumer campaign, really really get your team to understand the back end of it because. It's really, really important because it's. It has. It's not only about the consumer experience. It's about attribution. It's about knowing what your numbers are mm-hmm. and and knowing how to um, work with inventory. I mean, if you're running out of inventory, you need to know on the back end. I need to slow it down or pick it up, and it's, so it's really, really critical. And you would say that's a that's a that's a that's a real important thing for 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 uh, executives I, to understand in their
0: team. Yeah. I would say that you, you did say that very nicely for me, way better than, than I did. But yeah, I think um, I, there there's so much that goes into into all of that stuff. Yep. That um, if you have a direct to consumer background, I think you you largely get that. You've dealt yep. with it, you have felt the pain of it before, you've made the mistakes, you know how to do it. But if you're getting into this for the first time, uh, it, you know you have you're more of a traditional wholesale based business, um, which you know has its the challenges. There's a completely different set of challenges. You know selling things directly to the consumer. A lot more opportunity exists there as well now today. Like, you know, obviously the margins and everything are much better yeah. connecting with the consumer, the data you get from all that. Everyone wants that part. Um, what's less desirable is all the work you have to do underneath it to make sure that that works, right? Yeah. You know, if you're used to shipping out large pallets or containers or truckloads of things to to a to a retailer and then letting them deal with that, that's one thing. Right. But shipping a single product um, understanding kind of the inventory that you need and how you need to meet those consumer expectations—you can't be out of stock. It can't be, you know, two weeks late, um, or you've you've lost that customer. Uh, those are those are really important things that if you're not in that business, be prepared for. Yeah. Again, it, there's plenty of opportunity when you do get that right to yeah.
1: actually. Feeding into this conversation, we talk about the back end. At the end of the day, that as you know, as a as a marketer. The back end doesn't mean anything if you can't get people to respond to something right? you could have the best back end of the world, but if people aren't responding, sure. it doesn't make a difference. Tell me about the difference that you learned, even though you have some background in it but but you and your team learned it of how we how important it was to the approach that we took in terms of the creative to drive a consumer to do something versus drive a consumer to know we exist
0: yeah two two different things for for us like it's not a muscle that we we exercise very much at you know on the tailor-made side of, of the business um you know, our, our message our marketing is, is geared for, to a bunch of different um desired outcomes uh, so you know coming in here and the messaging around you know this is really about getting you to the website to go Figure out whatever piece of information is missing, and get your get yourself down the funnel into into the car to get the product in your hands. Which is, um, you know, we're we're storytellers. We like to, uh, you know, we have we have very high tech product that we love to get you to get interested in. But um, this kind of direct selling uh, messaging was was different for us. And so um, for the marketing group that was out there with us uh, on the couple of shoots that we did um, in our team, it was. It was different. I think you, you know, we asked a lot of questions as to why. Yeah. Are we sure we should say it that way? Um, but it's <laughs> yeah. you know, it's been it's been interesting. We've learned a lot about um, the the differences and the nuances and just the language and the words and how you're actually just trying to get someone down a funnel very right. quickly. Um, and you only have so much time to do that, and the messaging and the energy has to be focused on that.
1: Yeah, and I think it's you know, it's it's and and I'll be clear to the audience here in and, and when when John says it's different it's it's like we are we're addressing the in in the creative we've addressed the problem the consumers are having we have introduced the 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 um the features that Taylor made had or excuse me that we have introduced the features that Adams design and designed and engineered to improve on those problems. Therefore, this is the club that you need in your bag versus look how great this product is. Doesn't it look cool? And there's an image to it. We're like, it's about solving a problem to your point, getting them into that funnel, finding out what it is, piece of information that they're missing or they're not missing anything, anything at all because they got it all and they make a purchase. So that process of, of, Working with cre- us creatively and creating that message, um, I know you said it was uncomfortable, and we asked a lot of questions. But at the end of the day, how, how was that experience? Working that's with muscles you haven't you don't flex often with some, some people like us.
0: I'll speak for the group. I think it's you know, it's it's energizing, right? I think it's something different. We we I mean. I like to learn, I like to experience some new things and we're trying some new stuff. And so, um, you know, getting into a space that we, we, we don't, we don't deal in every day was, was interesting to us. I think, uh, how does this work? What are the things that we need to do? And and are there anything that we can kind of take and utilize elsewhere? I just, it was a different practice. It's a different muscle that you don't, we don't exercise a lot. And so, for a lot of us and for our marketing team, uh, we continue to do it. We're, we're over there. We're on the website. We're making changes. Yep. We're, we're adding things, you know, we're, we're looking at it all the time. Um, we're adding content into the spots. We're doing some other, uh, you know, we're adding some content on top of it socially that we're continuing to do. And, you know, we're, we're now thinking about the Adams brand a lot differently. Um, and, you know, intentionally so than the tailor brand. And, and it's, it's exciting to do some stuff a little bit differently. We learn stuff over there, and the more you learn there, you can apply a few pieces to, to maybe your your other side of the business. Right. You
1: see how um, layering on a to consumer channel to everything else you're doing for uh, another uh, form of commerce for the business, another form of getting data and information, selling a little bit differently. Those those are really they're really working in the same direction now versus just having one or the other the the, the consumer behavior and technology is absolutely saying wouldn't you say for for companies b- that sell products and, and services that's something you need to be doing together
0: 100% i i I'm, i'd be hard pressed i'm sure there's someone out there that, that can give me an example but you know, if you think about you're making a consumer product and you're not somehow interacting directly with that consumer, and I would say selling to that consumer, um, you're missing an opportunity. Think about when you go home and we get off this call, what are you going to go do if you need something? How are you going to go about that? You're not going to go, I'm going to go drive to the mall and see if I can find it. Or I'm gonna go, like, your behavior is going to start. Probably you're going to get off the call. You're going to get on this. And you're going to look, you know, right? You're going to go that route. You're going to get to um, what, what you need through a device. Um, you know, and ultimately, because of the way TVs are and the way you know tracking is, is going these days, like, you're gonna get that messaging in front of that consumer. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I would say like some businesses have been very hesitant, and I talked to a lot of people across a bunch of industries, like, well, yeah, we're not gonna sell uh you know, we're not gonna sell our consumable goods to you know directly to consumers. It's not gonna be any volume there, all of all our of volume is elsewhere. True, maybe, but the amount of information, the data you'll get from those few transactions or those few uh, interactions with the consumer on your website are going to fuel the rest of your business. And, and you'll can, you'll actually get excited about that. You'll start doing some more stuff. You know, there's dozens of examples of that out there. Yeah. So I, there there's there's plenty of reason to, to be doing it. It's not always the monetary, you know, the top line, bottom line reason to do it. Um, but there's plenty of reason to, to be out there interacting directly with your consumers. You make your product better. You make your marketing better. Uh, you make... You know, a lot of things that your supply chain better, you can make a lot of things. Better.
1: And then having the ability to wherever they are, like you said, in their journey, we don't know where they are in the buying cycle. We don't know if, if they're gonna get it on their phone or whatever, or digital, whatever. But having a consistent message that is not just, here's our brand, but having a consistent message of, here's a product that can solve your problem that takes a little bit of time and it just educates them more which is just different right
0: it's a, it's different um, the interaction on the consumer side is different uh, and the you know the reaction on the you know on the side of the marketers and the in uh, the merchants and uh, you know those folks is different you're, it's, it's a different information set that you can probably do more with than than the stuff that you're you're dealing with uh, in your normal channels we've learned a lot we've made a bunch of adjustments um, and, you know, I think it's met our expectations as far as what we thought we were going to do from a, from a revenue standpoint yeah. and, uh, and a conversion standpoint. So that was important. But we've also learned a lot. Uh, to, we, we went into this saying we're going we're gonna to learn that this is going to work or it's not. I think we said this at the beginning. Well, so, one of the very first things that you said. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it's very evident, you know, when things aren't going to work. Right. Like that's very apparent. Sometimes you think things are going to work and they're not. But it's very evident when they're not. Uh, yeah. This one, you know, we've, we've learned a lot. Um, and we're, we're very early on, but uh, we're excited about it. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, You've been asking me all the questions. So <laughs> um, from like, what, what are you seeing as, you know, it, it, where you sit and as, you know, uh, a company that's powering kind of these direct-to-consumer things, what are you seeing? What kind of companies are coming to you? What kind of things are coming to you that maybe weren't a year ago or, or, or more?
1: That's a great question. Thank you. Um, you know what we're seeing? We're seeing that businesses need they're they're starting to understand more and more that it's it's very rare that someone has that deep pocket of cash that can spend a lot of money for brand awareness. There's a handful of them these days. It's just not like it was. So where where technology is forcing businesses for um, accountability, there's no better way in a direct to, with a direct to consumer campaign for accountability and roi to understand if i put if i invest here how much will i get back and and will it lift my other channels and that's mm-hmm. that's what we're seeing john we're seeing we're seeing clients say we want to have a tighter relationship with our customer we have a bigger story to tell we do know it's it's omnichannel it's we have to be omnichannel but I don't have oodles and noodles of, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of cash. How do I get those marketing dollars to work as hard as possible so I can get my message out there, create a sell, reinvest it, and lift all my other channels, whether that's Amazon, digital, uh, retail, and that's what we're seeing companies come to us by how do i get my marketing dollars to work as hard as possible to lift all my channels and have my media pay for itself that's what we're seeing.
0: yeah interesting and it's a lot of things that 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 we see as well i mean we, we're not in retail with this product um but we're certainly getting requests from it um we're not on amazon but we see that there's there's searches there yep um but you know that's Back to kind of the metrics. That's the fun thing. Every you know, every Wednesday morning when we we go through with your team uh, at M two, I'm like, here's to the you know to the dollar what we spent, right? What right. we're getting back, uh, and kind of just tweaking that a little bit every every day. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's fun for a person who likes kind of the number side of things. It's, yeah, it's and
1: and and it's it's just become one of those. You have to be there, you're, you're, and the other things that we hear, and, and, and I say back to the, our, our clients coming to us and say is that you're, you're in a nice way, but your head's in the sand if you're not paying attention to having to market directly to consumer, create that relationship that's different than a brand equity. Not that that's not important, it is important, but you have to be there that way, because because some people are gonna choose, I wanna be spoken to this way. And some people are gonna say, I know the brand, I trust the brand, I'm gonna do it that way. But you gotta talk to people differently. And those two channels can can coincide together. Just the difference is, there's an ROI that's maybe later later on in a, in POS data, and there's one that's right to the minute data.
0: Absolutely. And that to the minute data can, can help you a lot inform the stuff that's going to come down the road and just be a little more effective with that. So it's it's not for everyone. Like for you know for our side of the, the tailor-made side of the business, it's not something that we we would do at this point. We do it in a different way as far as uh, how we, we do, interact with the consumer and get data. But on on the Adam side for us, uh, this made perfect sense. We knew this is the way we wanted to do it, and we're we're getting a lot of information. We now know a lot about the brand that we didn't know four or five months ago,
1: mm-hmm. and it's
0: helping us inform what we what we do go forward.
1: Yeah. Now, so last question I have for you is this, is that if I'm a CMO, CEO, founder, and I'm listening to another executive like you, John, and I want to know from you who've gone, walked in your shoes, what do I need to know about direct-to-consumer that I don't know that somebody who's done it successfully
0: can tell me? We touched on a bunch of things here as far as it's, it's a lot you know, it's different than than what you're doing on if you have a, a you know a traditional uh, distribution relationship, a wholesale relationship. Um, consumers are much more fickle; they're going to walk away from you a lot quicker than than, uh, you know, than than a trade partner is going to. Um, but uh, you yeah, know, I think you got to be really diligent about everything through the funnel. Um, you know, from the messaging, the way you're talking to the consumer, where you're where you're uh, going out and finding those consumers. Um, you know, down to you know some of the stuff from the, the your your supply chain. How are you getting stuff to them? Is it a good experience? Um, you know, are you are you getting it to them in a timely manner? And are they able to return it quickly? Are there just a number of things that are much differently different than than what you see on the other side? And so, a lot of a lot of a big hurdle for a lot of folks is you know they get wrapped up in technology and wrapped up in in the website and a lot of design and a lot of things that you know that you can get wrapped up in if you sit in a room with an agency and um, you know, you should spend time on that, but it's not the only thing. There's a lot of stuff underneath that. Under You know, that's the tip of the iceberg you talked about a lot of stuff underneath that, that you've got to be uh, really good at and pay a lot of attention to. And that's really what matters for the consumer. Yes. You have to have a good experience, a good brand, experience, a good message. Um, but all the stuff beneath that's got to be done really well. And that's, that's usually the big miss is, I'm gonna go start a, a direct business or I'm gonna take a part of my business and make it direct. I'm gonna go do a bunch of creative ads and I'm gonna do a bunch of display ads and I'm gonna uh, make everything look great. I'm gonna get this splashy website that's got a lot of stuff going on. I'm gonna spend a lot of time and energy there. And really kind of what we're talking about is the nuts and bolts of it, the messaging, why why you need this, what, it, you know, what, it, what purpose it serves, here's how you go get it, make that experience really good. Um, and then make sure you get it to them in a manner that's that's really effective
1: right so so in in review it's you know understand you're doing something different so what 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 do other people need to know about direct-to-consumer one understand direct-to-consumer marketing (coughs) is different Mm -hmm. and quote-unquote submit to it if you will um stay the course in a direct-to-consumer strategy understand the strategy and stay the course don't try to do what you did before and try to change it because it's a different model. And the other one is, pay attention to the consumer experience. Those, that's what I got out of those. That, that John, those those three yeah. things that people, another executive should be thinking about.
0: Yeah, and I, I I like to kind of frame consumer experience less about how slick the website is and how you know how great that stuff is. That's got to be good. And you know, if you look at you, know, Amazon isn't the you. Know, if you just were Put it up, it's not the, the best looking, but it, it functions and serves a purpose, gets you through. Um, but consumer experience is about getting the product to them, and, you know, having a good experience with that, uh, you know, making sure that, that whole stuff works. Shipping, um, you know, makes the order, gets in time, all that stuff. That's the yeah. stuff that I think a lot of people miss in the direct-to-consumer side is you have one chance with that consumer to have yes, a really yeah. good experience and make sure that that experience is yeah. great. All the way
1: through and there's this thing called um, social media and reviews that will kill you or help you right
0: absolutely you will know right away
1: <laughs> from from a global brand like Taylormade and then has this other brand Adams golf a lot of companies that are watching this are saying uh, we're a brand i don't I want to make sure my brand is not bastardized i, I I'm afraid. That Because there's this myth like, oh, it's going to turn into a Chia Pet or something like that. How, how yeah. would you get people overthinking that? Because it, 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 is, a, it, is, it is, from a brand perspective, people mm-hmm.
0: just can't get
1: there. But if they can get over that, there's really a pot of gold there.
0: I'm surprised it took to the end of this discussion to get to that one because that was one of the things that we talked about from the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were we were really conscious of that. Um, We you know we had to step way outside of our comfort zone initially to kind of start the the conversation. Um, But you know we what we did. You talked about why we hired you guys and why we kind of you know um, what we did in the process. I mean we we made sure we were still protecting what the brand was and the way that you know we wanted it to be perceived, Um, and. So we protected that and we were very conscious of that. And you guys were great about, you know, here's what we're trying to do. Here's what we're trying to achieve. This is what I, you know, this is what I want this to look. And we kind of layered on, okay, like if we ever got too far out of it, which I don't think we ever really did. Like we never got out of our comfort zone. No. Um, No. And you can do it in a way that uh, that is true to your brand. Yeah. Right. But true to your brand in a way that you're talking to the consumer about the problem, about the solution. Uh, and you're using different words, right? It's like we're just using different words and different tone, Yeah. Uh, but they can still be our brand tone. I mean, we haven't, sure. we haven't gone too far from that, but we created this Adam's brand tone, um, and it's just got a bit of a, a more direct sell to it. And right. it, it it's, it's still our brand. We can right. still be very uh, conscious of that and make sure that it, it fits our brand.
1: Right. You don't need to be afraid of it. Just pay attention to it. Well said. Yeah, I want to thank you very much for your time, John. Thank you very much. I I think the the information that you provided for our audience is really really important because they they're thinking they have to be thinking these things, and to hear from someone like yourself who has um, is in charge of a global brand and in, another brand under it is really really important. It gives a lot of credibility to the direct to consumer model, and I really appreciate it.
0: Well, thanks, Ken. Thanks for the time. The, the journey with you guys has been great. We're, we're continuing down that path. Um, like I said, we've, we've learned a lot. We've been curious about the space and uh, we'll continue to learn about it. And so uh, it's been fun for us as well.
1: Awesome. Thank you.